This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Woohoo! Well, happy day, happy day, kicking life gurus out there, or at least kicking lifers, how about that? So, are you ready? Are you buckled up? You saddle up for another exciting episode of the Kicking Life Podcast? Good stuff. We got some great stuff planned for you today, as always. And I even got a special uh, guest that'll be calling in in just a little bit here. But first, let's take care of a little business. And that business is I got to give a shout out to my princess, who is 14 years old today, Madeline. Happy birthday, sweetheart. I love you, love you, love you. And uh, if you want to see what Madeline looks like, you can check out my Facebook page there, Rich Grogan. Or I think I posted it on the Kickin' Life. Uh, Facebook page as well. Anyway, 14 years old. I cannot believe it. And those out there with kids, uh, regardless if they're older or younger than 14, if they're older, you know what it's like for them to grow up so fast. If uh, younger, I'm telling you, bing, bang, boom, blink of an eye, there they are. And just last week, uh, my best buddy Austin turned 17. Unbelievable. So, of course, with that, you know, uh, it doesn't matter if you're 14, 17, 8, 10, 25, 35, 45, or all the other fives in there. It doesn't matter how old you are. You know on your birthday, that is a special day. You just got that feeling of, wow. Why? Because it's your birthday. And I've done a blog, I don't know how many different times, talking about how as we get older, we have a tendency to say, oh, yeah, just another day, just another birthday. Don't do that to yourself. That's your day, man. That's exciting. It's the day you were born. That's the day you blessed the world with your gift. Now, what you do with that gift, of course, is entirely up to you. And uh, as we know, some people are, I don't know, I don't say they're born with a gift to complain, but maybe they are. I I don't think anybody truly is. You kind of develop that gift, just like you develop the gift that uh, you're here to inspire, to motivate, to make people feel good about themselves. But whatever the case may be, if that is your gift, gift of complaining, you know what? Uh, Go with it. Do the best you can with it and see if that you know, if you're able to live the life that you want to live. And that's something I talk to people about all the time is if you want your life to change, if you want your life to be better, you've got to do something. You've got to be a better person in order to make that happen. Sitting around hoping, complaining, and everything else. Now, if that's working for you, keep doing it. But chances are it's not. It's making you feel, ugh, okay? Everybody makes mistakes. I talk about it all the time. I'm not perfect, gosh darn it. But every day I do my very, very best to become my very best. And a little prayer that I say every day, is this prayer right here, which will kind of tie into our um, our quote here from the Daily Lion, which, you know, you've been listening. You know how much I love those guys on Become the Lion. Just some good, you know, right hooks of reality there. Anyway, my pray, prayer is, is, God, please grant me the wisdom to be the very best I can be, the very best father, the very best husband, the very best mentor, and just the overall best person I can possibly be and give me the tools to inspire others. That's it. I want to inspire others to believe in themselves. And you know what I talk about all the time? That's that gift that's tenfold. That makes somebody else feel good about themselves. Well, gosh darn it. Yeah, that's great. They're feeling good. But guess what? I get a little kickback on that too. I feel good about it. And that inspires me to do more. So anyway, treat every day 
like it's your birthday. At least your very, very best. I know there's that one special day. But also, when it's somebody else's birthday, you know, yeah, we say happy birthday. But stop and think about how special it is for them on their day, just like it is for you on your, your day. And I've been guilty in the past of, hey, oh, happy birthday, and just kind of writing it off. Man, stop for a second and think, how would I like it on my birthday? I would like someone to be genuine, sincere, and really mean it. So take that extra second and think about that. So, Madeline, I know you're listening as always, sweetheart. Happy birthday. I love you so much, and I cannot believe you're 14. I'm excited about uh, the weekend here. We're going to have all kinds of uh, fun little games. She's having a little party, and my wife's taking them to the, uh, where are they going? The Galleria or something. And, uh, you know, spend some birthday money. Good stuff. So, great show, as I mentioned today. We're going to have a gentleman named uh, Master Chip Townsend. It's become a good, good, yeah, good, good, good. How many goods am I going to say? But it is good. Uh, he's a great guy, and he's become a really good friend as well. And I'll give you all his credentials and uh, let him talk about himself and all the great things he's done. Now, he's extremely humble, so it may be difficult for him to tell you how great he really is. So I'll do that and set it all up for him, and he'll probably be blushing over the phone because of that. But he's a great man, a great martial artist, a great mentor, and a great leader to so many people. And, and he holds a few world records, too. I believe it's five world records in breaking, and he's a 14-time world breaking. That's uh, martial arts like breaking boards, bats, ice, bricks, heads, <laughs> bones, and everything else in the, the martial arts world. So you can definitely check him out and look him up. All right. So anyway, the Daily Lion quote today is, when you teach your son, you're not only teaching your son, but you're teaching your son's son. Boy, that was a good right hook of reality. When I read that, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're exactly right. So the example you set for your son is how basically you're teaching and training him to be like you. And that's the message and information he's going to pass on to his kids. Now, of course, everybody has a choice uh, to choose, but those deep-seated beliefs and what they see you do, that's what they're going to do too. If they see you making a great example, a great impact, and helping inspire others and helping others become their best, well, darn it, you're going to carry on a legacy because they're going to pass that on to their sons and continue on in that manner. However, it's on the other side of the fence there. If you're you know, constantly complaining, being negative, thinking the world's out to get you, and uh, nobody's good, and la, 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 all that yucky negative stuff, boy, that's going to be deep-seated. That's going to be in there, and it's going to be very difficult for them to get rid of that. So do your best. Remember, you've always got... Well, was now I've got a little 8-year-old Emmett watching, which I, a uh, little side note here, and you've heard me talk about this before. I call Emmett Austin, which is my 17-year-old Austin is, all the time. And Emmett will let me know, uh, Dad, uh, I'm Emmett. But I just, I can't believe Austin's 17 now, and I see Emmett, and it just reminds me of Austin, but they grow up fast. So anyway, uh, remember, your son is watching, and your son is going to pass on when he becomes a father to his son the messages, the life lessons, and everything he's learned from you. So good stuff. Um, I also want to give a quick shout-out to, well, we, we took a little family vacation, so I missed you last week. Hopefully you got a chance to listen to the last podcast a couple times to play catch-up there. But we took a little uh, road trip up to Cedar Point, which is in Sandusky, Ohio. Uh, and to be honest, it's the first uh, big vacation we've been on with the family for quite some time. We've taken, I don't know how many different little weekend excursions. But as a message to, I guess, myself and others out there, I'm really doing my best to live my best possible life so I can be the best father and best parent and best husband I can to my wife and family is, you know what, we're going to start taking these vacations. Yeah, all wrapped up with business and everything else going on, but... 
I got to do that. And that's uh, that's what we did. And it was an excellent time. So a shout out to my three wonderful kids who spent seven days in a hotel room. Now, of course, we were out. The weather was uh, subpar, but we still got out on the beach. They went to Cedar Point with the uh, roller coasters and all kinds of other good stuff. But I'll tell you what, and this is all through conditioning. Seven days with three kids, you know, a uh, new 17-year-old, uh, a 14-year-old as of today, and then an eight-year-old. And you know what? They were awesome. They got along. Austin, who's 17, spent as much time at the theme park with his sister. They actually went together and rode all the rides. Now, what other 17-year-old spends time with his 13-year-old sister and, and not bicker and argue? It was pretty amazing. And then with Emmett, uh, he was wonderful as well. And every time we go to a restaurant, people praise, give them great recom- uh, uh, recommendations. <laughs> That's not the word I was looking for. But uh, tell them how wonderful they are in recognition simply because of their conditioned behavior of good manners, discipline, and respect. When the waiter comes by, they're looking them in the eye, they give them their order, the phones are away, they carry on a conversation, they see something on the floor, they pick it up, please, thank you, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, boom, 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 boom. How, how does that happen? Well, it happens because of small little consistent steps. How do you become a better person? And I just filmed a blog on this, which is I pretty much ask, how do I become a better person? With a question mark. And the answer is small, little, consistent steps. Small little things over time, continuously over and over and over again. And that's it, how it happens. Now, it either happens good or bad. If you get used to looking at your phone and you know not giving anybody any attention when they're trying to talk to you, before you know it, that'll be your pattern. Now, it wasn't always like that because you didn't always have a phone. But that's the conditioned behavior. Just like when we used to go out and eat, everybody would be on their devices and would say, hey, put those things away. This is family time. And what was I doing? I was on my device, and I would say, oh, no, no, this is work. I'm doing e- emails, and I've got to answer this question. Well, to my kids, playing on their devices is work to them. So I was being a complete hypocrite. And it was one of those right hookers of reality that I needed to see and, and I guess, <laughs> feel in order to stop doing it. So now we go out to eat. Devices and phones are up and away, and they don't come out. And it's, uh, it wasn't easy at first, but now we've been doing it for a number of years, and it just happens. And, you know, if we're out at a restaurant and we look around and there's a table, a family of four across the way at a table, and all of them are on their device, my kids will say, hey, that's a good family conversation. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, we used to do that very thing. But we're not doing that anymore because quality time, and we know how fast that time goes by. So special shout-out to them for being so awesome. And one more shout-out, and this goes out to the um, well, the owners, the managers, the employees at a restaurant we ate at in Sandusky, Ohio, which was Chet and Matt's Pizza Shop. Holy cow. So if you go to Cedar Point or you go to Sandusky, Ohio, check these guys out. Chet and Matt's Pizza Shop. And uh, our waiter's name was Corey Stearns. And the manager that came over and spoke with us, and he actually let Emmett ring the bell, and I'll explain the bell in just a second, was Mr. Pat Spruce. What an incredible atmosphere. The atmosphere was awesome. The attitude was awesome. The service was awesome. And, of course, all that's great. But if the pizza would happen to suck, <laughs> it wouldn't be worth it. But the pizza was just, I don't know, that climactic end. It was just absolutely incredible. What an atmosphere. And uh, the bell, they've got this thing called the King Kong Challenge. And apparently if you eat this huge pizza, uh, I don't I think it's the equivalent of 15 pizzas put together in one or some nonsense. But if you happen to eat the whole pizza, 
not only do you get the pizza free, you get a free gift card to go in and eat another pizza, but you get a chance to ring the bell, kind of ring the gong that you did it. And our waiter had said he'd never been there when somebody rang the gong. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. We didn't even attempt to eat the doggone pizza. But the manager came over and noticed Emmett was, uh, you know, just being himself, being polite, respectful, and a wonderful kid. And he actually had him come over and ring the bell. And our waiter said, man, well, at least I got to be here for somebody ringing the bell, even though I was hoping somebody would have eaten the uh, King Kong pizza. But uh, that wasn't the case. Emmett just got a chance to ring the bell. And, of course, me being me, I'm trying to get my phone out and take a picture. So Emmett got a chance to ring the bell a couple different times because Dad's not the best with the phone and the camera and everything else. So Emmett got to ring it a few times. But anyway, huge shout-out to those guys out there. If you're in Sandusky, Ohio, check them out. Chet and Matt's Pizza. And thank you, uh, Corey, and thank you, Pat, and everybody else for a terrific, terrific experience. Now, we had a great time, and we visited a lot of restaurants the whole week we were up there. And we had great service at, at almost every restaurant we went to. But I'm telling you what, this one stood out. And those that have read the book by Nick Cirilla, A Slice of the Pie, that I actually asked Pat, the uh, manager, if um, if they had ever read that book and you know took the knowledge they gained from that book to apply it to what they did. And he said no. Now, maybe the owners have. I don't know. But I, I tell you what, it was a spitting image of everything I read in the book. And that's, uh, that's a great compliment and great work to them for doing such a wonderful job so thanks guys there's your shout out i told you i'd give it to you and here you are you're getting it now so thank you very very much all right bing bang boom you know how the show goes one thing to the next well next and uh, i'm gonna pump him up a little bit here and then we'll get him on the phone and that's uh our special guest today and that's master chip townsend he's a 14-time world breaking champion he holds five world records uh he's the founder of team chip which is his martial arts organization that he uh, uh, goes around, uh, either he's in Texas, but he travels all over the place promoting the exact same thing we talk about here on the Kick and Life podcast and the exact same thing we talk about at our martial arts academy, which is human relations, helping kids believe in themselves to become their very, very best, to be persistent, not to give up in the face of adversity, to challenge through, and, of course, have a good positive mental attitude. Now, I met uh, Chip several years ago at a martial arts convention and I, I tell you what, we just connected right off the bat, and he's actually the gentleman. I know I was bragging a few weeks ago about breaking my uh, first baseball bat. He's the one I trained with and was order, uh, able to help me overcome that little bit of fear. I mean, breaking a baseball bat with your shin bone, that's a little bit of a scary thing. And uh, I was successful due to great tutelage by Mr. Chip Towns in there. So I got some work to do to catch up, though, because he holds the world record. He broke four baseball bats with one one kick there. So good stuff there. What else is Chip all about? And I'll let him tell you about some of these things. But uh, he's got a Monday morning motivation thing he does there in Texas, which is absolutely awesome. And then success through perseverance. And I'll let him tell a couple of these other stories as we set it up. So without further ado, let's get Master Chip Townsend, the world-breaking champion, on the phone. Okay, we're on the phone now with Master Chip Townsend. Master Townsend, how are you, sir? I'm amazing, Mr. Grogan. How are you today, brother? Well, of course you're amazing. I, I gave you quite the little intro there, and I, I, I'm not going to repeat all of it because I don't want you blushing on uh, on the air here, but you know what a rock star <laughs> you are, and you know how much you mean to me, and uh, uh, I'm just so blessed that you're on the show today. I uh, Well, thank you, sir. I'm Man, I'm blown away and honored that you asked me to be on. I was thinking, man, he's asking this hillbilly to get on the show. What's going on here? <laughs> but I tell you folks about humility there. So I'm the kicking life guru, but this guy is the kicking guru. Uh, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I could train for another 50 years 
plus 50, and I don't know that it still have the power that Master Chip Townsend has. Uh, what an incredible kicker, but even more so, what an incredible person all wrapped up in one there. Um, I, I mentioned the audience there, Chip, that you're a 14-time world-breaking champion. Uh, you hold five world records in breaking, and uh, the philosophy of Team Chip is really the symbol of what traditional martial arts is all about. You know, going around promoting harmony, promoting uh, good health, wisdom, promoting believing in yourself to become your very, very best, and, of course, having a positive mental attitude. And right at the top of the list, and, you know, you're the pinnacle of this, is humility. And if you wanted to share with the viewers, you know, kind of what you do with Team Chip there, that would be terrific. Absolutely, brother, man. So what I'm going to do is, uh, at first, I appreciate the intro and I appreciate all the, the, the kudos and accolades. Uh, I, uh, uh, I'm honored by it all and, and don't feel deserving of any of it, but honored by it. So with that said, uh, team chip, we have, uh, our motto, kind of our motto and vision statement is empowering people through the pursuit of personal martial arts excellence by creating world-class martial artists with a servant heart and a beginner mind. That's kind of our grounding statement as, uh, uh, as an organization, as Team Chip is an organization, that I work with my team on, you know, uh, coming back to it all times when we make a decision. Is this a decision that truly reflects a servant heart? Is this a decision that really shows an open mind and a willingness to learn, you know, by, by having a beginner's mind? Is this a decision that, uh, uh, you know, I'm on the mat teaching. Is this a decision I'm about to make and and uh, saying this to the student, is it going to help create a world-class martial arts, so, martial artist? So, you know, we use that, and, you know, and again, is this a decision I'm about to make going to empower this person to be better than they were when they walked on the mat? So one of our goals at Team Chip is when someone walks in the door to have them feel better about themselves and be maybe a better person in some way, form, or fashion than they were when they walked through, the, you know, when they crossed the threshold. Nice. Excellent. And, you know, viewers out there, you, you hear me talk about those things all the time and you wonder why uh, <laughs> I choose uh, Master Chip Townsend as one of my mentors here. Well, right there, he just summed it all up. And even those out there that aren't in the martial arts community, the martial arts is all about helping, as Master Chip just mentioned there, each person become their very, very best. Be who you were born to be and believe in yourself to achieve the goals and use your God-given abilities to be who you were born to be. So even though you may not be in a martial arts academy and you may not take that threshold step that Master Chip was talking about, every day in life you've got an opportunity to impact somebody in a positive way. And it's simply a choice. Like we talked about earlier on the show, uh, Master Chip, my daughter's birthday is today. She's 14 years old. And uh, um, I, I mentioned to everybody else out there, reflect how special you feel on your birthday and then share that with somebody else instead of the pound passing. Oh, happy birthday. Stop and think. Man, this is their special day. They feel great about this day. What can I do to make them feel any better? Well, you can stop and think of how special it is for you when it's your birthday. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, you know, you, you said something that really sparked a thought there, Mr. Mr. Grogan. And it is this, uh, you know, people thinking, when we say leadership, People immediately, I think in their mind, just go to this place and go, well, I'm not a leader. Yeah. I'm not qualified. I'm, I'm not good enough, or I haven't learned enough, or, or they, they begin to tell themselves this, this story, and, and, and it's kind of negative, you know? But the reality is this. I ask kids this all the time, because I, you know, I deal with a lot of kids, and I say, look, 
do you have a younger sibling? And of course, in a room of kids, the majority of the kids will raise a hand. You know, do you have, if they don't, do you have a younger cousin that ever comes to your house? Do you have, you know, neighbor kids that hang out in your yard and play sometimes that are younger than you? And by the time I ask those questions, the majority of the hands are up. And I, and I say to them at this point, if you raise your hand at any point, you're a leader. Nice. There's just no two ways about it because whenever, I don't know about you, Mr. Rich, but whenever I was a kid, man, if I was in kindergarten and I saw a third grader, I thought that third grader was the king of the world, you know? And, <laughs> Absolutely. you know, think about it. So the reality is, is no matter what state, you know, where we are in life, there is an area somewhere where we lead people. And one of my mentors is John Maxwell, and I'm a certified John Maxwell teacher. And, you know, one of his points that he makes that's really powerful, he defines leadership as influence, nothing more and nothing less. And nice. so if I, if I have the ability to influence someone in any way, form or fashion, I'm a leader. So I think what you said is powerful. Even if you don't cross the threshold of a martial arts school, take ownership of the idea and the concept that there's areas, there are areas of your life that you're a leader, man. And it's important that you model good behavior as that leader because you're influencing somebody to follow along. Oh, that's excellent. And, and, you know, it maybe brought up a thought that I haven't thought about in quite some time. When I was teaching, I was a PE teacher for 11 years there, and I would base that with the uh, second graders. I would let them know, hey, a, a school that was K-1 and 2, second graders, you are the kings and queens of the school. You couldn't wait to get to this point. Now you're the king, so you have to set the example with manners, with good <laughs> discipline, with the showing and setting the example for the first graders, who I called the prince and princesses. And then the kindergartners, they, they say, oh, we're just kindergartners. I said, no, you're not. You know what you are? You're future prince and princesses and then future kings and queens. So I want you to watch the prince right. and princesses, the kings and queens, how they do things and think that's what I want to be like. But also think, you know what? I'm going to take it a step further and I'm going to be better because I learned from them on how to be better. And then I'm also going to be the person I was born to be. And that's that building that self-confidence, which as we know, we see it every day in the martial arts world and every day when we're out giving speeches, that self, that, that, that fear, that innate fear that just overcomes people where they think I'm not a leader. I'm not this. I can't talk in public. I can't, you know, that's all the, I can'ts and they defeat themselves up with that negative uh, mindset. Well, as you mentioned, Absolutely. I mean, excellent. Everybody has the ability to be a leader when you communicate. And I heard Absolutely. Les Brown say something on a uh, audio tape some time ago. He said, people say all the time that they can't speak in public or they're not public speakers. They can't communicate in public. He says, if you step outside of your house and you communicate with anybody, it doesn't matter if it's at the drive through McDonald's, <laughs> you're a public speaker because right. you're communicating in public. Absolutely. And I thought that was a great way Rich, of helping people overcome that, that fear. Absolutely. Well, here, here's another fun one for you. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's this concept of, you know, hey, uh, you know, someone says, you know, what do you do for a living? You go, well, I'm in sales. And the person will <laughs> give you a 10-minute rundown selling you on why they are not a salesperson. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, it's just, it's amazing how that works. You know, I could never sell. I could never speak in public. I could never. And they're going to, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll spend 10 minutes, you know, again, selling you on why they can't Why sell. they can't. Yeah. That's but, self-defeating yeah, mindset. absolutely, right? <laughs> And it's just like, really, really, you can't sell. You're not a salesperson, man. You just really sold me well on the fact that you can't sell. So I'm I think you got it. something going on here, right? <laughs> Isn't that great? 
and it's it's and it's Absolutely. you know our mission as, as a whole there and it's uh you know and i apologize i didn't realize i knew you loved john maxwell i didn't know you were a certified maxwell uh leadership coach and uh speaker there so congratulations that's powerful absolutely powerful and those out there that haven't read any Thank john you. maxwell books oh you're very welcome check those out he is by far the foremost uh leader on leadership and personal development there excellent yes sir agreed uh, my friend agreed well there we are. And Chip, uh, I mentioned you're from Texas, and I know we're going to get together in San Antonio in early August there for a, a great event. Uh, what area of Texas are you in again for our viewers out there, our listeners? I listen, Yeah, I'm in Abilene, Texas. We're about two and a half, three hours west of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We're about four, three and a half hours north of San Antonio, Austin. So we're kind of... Uh, we're kind of out here in the north-ish central portion of Texas. I like to tell people we, our little town kind of lives on an island. We're not connected to anything big, but we're out here in the middle of Texas. And Texas being a small state like it is, I'm sure they can find you from just about anywhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we were just laughing about that the other day. It's uh, like the only state that, you know, that exists, and it's like almost a 1,000 miles at the furthest points across the state. It's crazy, man. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, and, you know, this morning I was uh, on Facebook posted my motivational stuff, and you were up early, uh, beat me to the punch, and you already had a Friday, uh, a family Friday segment that you're, you've been doing for quite some time now. Uh, would you mind giving our listeners just a quick recap of what uh, – because I thought it was excellent just like everything else you put out there. But this one, I don't know, you know, some some messages, they hit you, and the other messages are that – I like to call it right hook of reality that just really, whoa, yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. Would, would you absolutely. mind sharing that? No, absolutely. I would love to, man. So, Mr. Rich, I, I do this 7 a.m. live video on Facebook, and I have days that I miss it. I usually try to make a post and say, hey, guys, going to miss today, but uh, – I, I do different uh, topics, so I do uh, Motivate Monday, and I do Training Tuesday, and We Wednesday, which is kind of about team building and team, and Business Thought Thursday, and then Family Friday, so today was Friday, and uh, uh, I'm kind of heavy on this idea of parenting. I think parenting, you know, a lot of times people ask me, and I'm, I'm going to step out on a limb here, you know, hey, what do you think kind of one of our biggest issues in society is, and there are a lot of things we need to deal with, but I think one of them is parenting. Parenting needs to improve. We need to take ownership of our the responsibilities as parents to steward our children, not be their friends, but to raise them to be productive assets to our society, productive citizens. So today I talked about, uh, you know, many times, and I, you've heard this concept of helicopter parenting or over-parenting or over-protective, and, and sometimes we lovingly say, yeah, overprotective parent and, and and there's nothing to it but many times it's true people for a long time now are, are are treating their kids as if they're so fragile they can't do anything so they're protecting them and keeping them in a shell and so what they're thinking is if i keep them safe and they never have to struggle and they'll just have such a great life but what they're doing is they're raising children that have never fallen and scratched a knee and never hurt themselves and never never tried things who go out in the real world and have this false sense of security that the world is easy and that the world is going to be kind to them and that the world is going to stop when they fall down, whenever really the world just keeps trucking by. So the concept today was talking about the idea that, you know, what is the greatest safety net we can truly give our children that's really real that they need? It's not the safety net of I'm going to step in before you fall. I'm going to let you fall sometimes. The safety net is this, it's unconditional love. And what that means is, is, Letting my kids know that if they fail, it's okay, and I still love them if they fail. 
it's the point is not to keep them from failing, but to allow them to and give them arms to come back to that'll still hug them and love them. So that was kind of the concept and a little bit of an overview of the talk today. Absolutely excellent. So listeners out there, I tell you, you're going to love this guy. So uh, Chip, uh, I want to touch on that real quick, but before I get in, uh, could you tell people, you know, where how to follow you on social media and Facebook and all the other outlets you have there so our listeners can, uh, when they're done with this podcast, kick, click on over and find you? Absolutely, Mr. Rich. I appreciate it. Uh, the best way to find me is to search Chip Townsend on Facebook. I have an actual page and it is facebook.com slash the Chip Townsend. So facebook.com slash the Chip Townsend. I respond to my own messages and I, I do everything on that page. So if anybody's ever interested, you can connect with me through there. And we have uh, breaklikeachamp.com, which is an instructional breaking, breaking website, and teamchiptkd.com, which is our martial arts website, and chiptownsend.com, which is kind of my speaking and leadership website. So uh, those are some options. A lot of different ways uh, to connect with them. And we're going to talk about the break like a champ in, in just a little bit here. But I definitely want to touch on uh, what you said. That was excellent. It reminded me of uh, the old Batman line. Why do we fall? So we can learn how to pick ourselves back up. And, yeah, Chip, it's, I don't know, I guess our, our listener and our listener audience here kind of knows how I feel about the everybody gets a trophy mindset and that uh, the, the life is easy mentality. The life is what you create it. But, and I quote Rocky all the time, you know, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. You know, nothing's going to hit you as hard as life. Um, so we talk about that all the time on this show and all the time in uh, the academy and any speaking engagements. And uh, obviously you and I, when we get together, we can't, neither one of us can <laughs> shut up there. We just keep right. grabbing away. But it's all about Absolutely. preaching the message that we want to give out there. Look, you know, the world is going to be tough. It's going to knock you down. But I want you to believe in yourself and know when it does, not if, but when, to get back up. To say, all right, you know what? Yeah, I got cleaned. I got clocked. I got knocked down. But I'm going to battle through this thing. And that's Every successful person, I know you and I have talked about this numerous times, has experienced failure before. And too often, and I, you know, years ago I thought this, that failure was the opposite of success. But now I realize that failure is a part of success. It's going to happen. Anytime you put yourself mm-hmm. out there, anytime you get out of that proverbial bubble or that round hole, you're going to experience some setbacks. And, it, and that's how you respond or how you respond to that is what's going to help you become the very best person you can be. Um, and, and I think the thing you had mentioned about the parents – was excellent. No, I don't want to. I mean, it's, Austin just turned 17 last week and Madeline turned 14 today. Uh, and then my little buddy Emmett's eight. Uh, and, you know, I, I want to protect them. I don't want them to fall because it breaks my heart when they skin their knee. But that's how they learn. And it's not like I'm going to go push them yeah. down. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's, it's how they learn, you know. And, and sometimes, and I give the example all the time about you tell your kids over and over and over again, hey, the stove is hot. Don't touch the stove. Don't touch the stove. Well, When they touch the stove and they find out it's hot, whoa, man, Dad wasn't kidding. That thing's hot. Well, unfortunately, that's how they learn. So, so, you know, when you tell them, hey, don't don't run on the pavement here, they're going to fall and skin their knees. And those things happen. And obviously, we hope those little accidents keep them from having big accidents, like listening to mom and dad so they don't walk out in traffic, because obviously, that's an accident we don't want them to have getting hit by a car. It's a little different skinning your knee on the sidewalk or burning your hand on the stove. Getting hit by a car is pretty dramatic. And um, uh, I thought that message was, was absolutely wonderful. And, and I think another part you, you touched on in the video blog this morning was about sometimes parents are too quick to blame the teachers or the instructors or the coaches for their child's, uh, um, I don't want to say failures, 
but unsuccessful attempts at that time, instead of talking to the child about what did you learn and how can we make it better, they're automatically ready to jump down the, uh, the instructor, the teacher, or the coach's throat because little Johnny is, is an angel. Well, you know what? I wasn't an angel, and I'm not sure if you're an angel or not, but we've all made our share of mistakes. It wasn't out of disrespect. It was just being a kid. But uh, and uh, I know you're, I'm sure your parents were a little different and my parents were different. It was I was in trouble first until I was able to justify my actions, which most of the time I couldn't. It wasn't the teachers at fault. Um, it, what were your thoughts on that, Chip? Oh, absolutely. wholeheartedly agree. So, you know, what we what our intentions are typically so good. You know, a parent's intent is so awesome. Their yes. intent is to give their kid a good life and to raise them well and teach them well and do all these things. But the moment that my kid comes home with a, just a poor grade and the moment I look at that and go straight to the teacher and say, what did you not do for my child? I'm teaching my child to look outside themselves to solve problems. And I, I tell you something that's interesting. When you're involved in a problem, every time you're involved in a problem, there's one common denominator every time. And it's you. <laughs> you're the one in the problem. And so what we have to teach our kids is first, little Johnny, what did you do to earn that grade? What did you do to earn that grade? Well, I didn't answer the questions right. Okay, well, baby, why did you not answer those questions right? Well, I didn't answer those questions right because I did not understand. Well, did you ask for help? Did you let someone know you didn't understand? Oh, we teach them how to communicate well, how to take ownership of themselves. But if I just run straight to the teacher and have a fit at the teacher, well, then little Johnny thinks, well, goody. Every time I mess up, it's someone else's fault. And then for the rest of their life, it builds this pattern of something goes wrong. Well, that's not on me. I didn't do that. Someone else did that. And that is not, you know, from a perspective of having friends, a partner for life, a spouse, you don't want to be around someone who's like that. You're setting that person up to be the person that no one wants to be around and that no one is going to have any trust and respect for. So I think that we can never start too early, Mr. Rich, teaching our kids to take ownership of their actions and teaching them how to communicate well. Those are two massively important pieces. Oh, excellent. Absolutely excellent. And as you'd mentioned, right now is the nurturing age, you know, uh, how we condition these kids now is going to be the life they're going to live. Now, it doesn't mean people can't change, but if you've been conditioned for, I don't know, 15, 20 years of one mindset and one conditioning pattern that it's always somebody else's fault and not to accept responsibility, right. that's extremely right. difficult to overcome. And the thing you Absolutely. mentioned about the common denominator I thought was awesome. So I talk to people all the time that'll say they'll move on to a new job and I'll say, hey, how's the new job? Oh, well, same old thing as it was at the last job. This guy's a jerk, and this person doesn't want to do their work, and the boss expects this out of <laughs> right. me. And it, it continues a cycle, and I'm like, well, you know, what's right. the common denominator here? It's you every single time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but that's that so, condition hey, mindset. I, <laughs> absolutely. So you said something interesting. You know, you said we conditioned these kids for 15 to 20 years. I was recently reading a, a report that was talking about, according to studies, approximately 80% of young adults today that are, you know, now being classified as millennials, approximately 80% uh, are, are interested in being entrepreneurs. That's amazing. The young adults today are the same young adults that were growing up as we were taking, uh, now listen to this, taking monkey bars off the playgrounds. Uh We were taking the tall slides off the playgrounds. We were doing all these things to make playgrounds safe. So here's the the interesting uh, (laughs) (laughs) paradigm dynamic that's been created is these kids 
80 percent want to be entrepreneurs but the majority of that 80 percent don't have the wherewithal to take the risk of opening a business because they're too scared and what they're tying it to is, is these are the same kids that never took a risk on the playground when they were young and when they were in their developmental you know uh, uh learning how to roam a little bit and how to try new things all of those things were taken, you know, a lot of those things were taken away and they were handed an electronic here, go sit in the corner and be safe. Oh, and, you know, I, I'm absolutely a fan of keeping my kids safe, but I'm also a fan of watching my kid look at something and think, you know, I'm watching him want to jump from one tire to the next and <laughs> second guessing. And then all of a sudden he goes for it in my heart. I'm like, yeah, he's going for it. And many, many, I think parents would go, Oh, little Johnny, don't do that. You might hurt yourself. You know? Yep. So anyway, I, I just thought it was interesting the oh. study that I read that said that they're they're tying now this mindset of I want to be an entrepreneur but I'm scared to open a business back to these are the same kids that grew up without monkey bars. Oh. Well, it's absolutely excellent point. Holy cow. And yeah, you got me excited when you said 80% want to be entrepreneurs. And then, of course, the right hook of reality came in. And uh, being an entrepreneur is all about <laughs> learning through adversity, overcoming challenges, and you know, battling through your failures in order to achieve success. Um, wow, right. wow, wow, wow. Yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, it reminds me anytime the, the movie Vacation, when uh, Clark jumps the his uh, uh what is it to the family truckster <laughs> off the right. embankment there in arizona and first thing he does he flies and his kid goes and russ says uh, dang dad you must have jumped this car like 60 yards and he's got to be a parent first so he says oh that's nothing to be proud of russ and then to himself 60 yards yes <laughs> and he's evaluating <laughs> <All> it <right. laughs> and, and i have those things all the time with and i remember back in uh, when i was teaching pe it happened a lot the kids would take dangerous risk and of course all the time in the studio so the first thing is you got to evaluate what the risk is and you almost like that parent or that cautionary one first oh, oh okay be careful now but in the back of my mind i'm like yes that was freaking awesome <laughs> was right. So, <laughs> right right so right. well we uh, we had board Absolutely. breaking night uh, a few weeks ago at the academy and uh, some of the students uh, and some of our high ranking students were attempting some uh, some pretty awesome breaks and uh, some ideas i actually picked up from mas- the master of breaking uh, break like a champ <laughs> mr chip townsend and uh, the, the first thing I'm like, okay, well, um, I believe in you, but let, let's let's practice a few times before. So it's almost like that apprehensive thing because you don't want them to, you know, fail. But then on the other side, I want them to challenge themselves. And then when they get through it, I'm like, oh, that Absolutely. was so awesome. <laughs> Going Absolutely. through. Absolutely. You know, there's. There's a fine balance there. We absolutely want them as safe as they can be. I mean, no matter how much we want them to challenge themselves, nobody wants their kids hurt, including myself. No. But the other side is that it's so awesome to see them take that little risk and succeed at it, too. And you're like, yeah, good for you. Because you see they're learning how to solve problems and they're learning yep. how to, to take a little chance every now and then, which they need to. Life is full of, do I go this way or do I go that way? This way looks awful safe. This way looks a little risky, but man, there's a good payoff over here if that risk goes well. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. Well, you think about uh, a child has more learning in their first, well, first five years of life, but especially during those first two years of learning how to stand and walk. And you think about it, I, I mentioned this a lot of, of people who have, you know what, I'm going to do this, and they have one setback, and they automatically give up. I said, well, think if you were a child, and you would have gave up the first time you, you fell when you were trying to walk. Well, you wouldn't be walking right now. So utilize and have that same strength to get back up and try again. Now, of course, it's much more difficult uh, when we become older because now we should know how to do things. 
But, you know, you don't know what you don't know, and you can't experience any type of success without getting out there and trying and attempting things you haven't done before. And, of course, I'm not saying, you know, you've, you've never jumped from a bridge before uh, um, uh, bungee jumping. <laughs> so that might be an extreme method. But, you know what, if you're wanting to start a business, yeah, give it a shot. You're going to be met with adversity and challenges. You're going to get knocked down, but just know that going in. And that's something I mention a lot is I wish I would have, and I guess people probably tried to tell me, but I was just too stubborn and too bullheaded. Oh, no, I got this thing figured out. And I've been in business now 20 years and experienced every type of up and down known demand, but that's part of the process. So I try and share with others, you can do it. If this guy can do it, you can do it. But just know <laughs> you're going to be met with adversity and challenges. You're going to get knocked down. And, yes, you know. yes. I mean, and, and that's what, uh, you know, makes entrepreneurs uh, reach that pinnacle. Uh, it's that constant drive, that constant push, and that willingness to battle back when you have been knocked down, which kind of ties into the next point. I wanted to talk uh, talk to you about, well, first thing, so I'm going to skip this part, your Monday Motivation. Now, now you have a, a TV show now you're doing for Monday Motivation? Th- did I uh, read that correctly? Yes, sir. Uh, so what happened is the local, uh, one of the major local news networks reached out to me and uh, asked me, because they had been seeing my live videos, if I would be willing to come in and do a segment uh, live on the news every every Monday morning on Motivate Monday. So I, I, I filmed that Facebook Live, but we also run it live on a local news station for its uh, NBC. So. Oh, incredible. And that, once again, now you've just got a bigger audience to uh, – I don't I'd say preach your message, but put your message out there for others to absorb. Absolutely. And, uh, and our, our whole mission at the Academy is to make our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by inspiring kids and adults to believe in themselves and respect others. And we're, we're putting that out there because it's more than just the community. It's more than just inside the Academy. It's society as in a whole. And helping these kids believe in themselves and respect others and develop the courage and confidence to stand up for others, stand out in a crowd, and protect those in need. Bang. That's it. Because as we get older and people ask, why in the world do you work so hard on these things? And, and I guess a little bit of it might be being selfish because as I get older, these are the kids that are going to be taking care of me. <laughs> so I'm a little on the nervous side. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's such an awesome point. I actually just, I just said that to a group of kids the other day, guys, do you know why this is so important? Cause someday I'm going to be an old guy and you're going to be taking care of me. And I sure hope you do a good job. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I want to give it all I've got. Um, so the next point I wanted to definitely talk about was, uh, uh, success through perseverance and namely you've got more stories. We could talk for four days and, and, and just be getting started on this thing. But I wanted to touch on something you brought up during your TED Talk, which, uh, uh, by the way, could you tell people how to find your TED Talk, which is absolutely amazing, by the way? Absolutely. Uh, basically, just search it on YouTube, and uh, it's TEDxACU, TEDxACU, and uh, I did it on in April of 2015, but I'm in a, a – the – it's called uh, Changing the World One Kick at a Time, I believe was the actual title that they gave the talk. Absolutely excellent. And uh, you definitely check that one out. It was inspiring. It was motivating. I will say this. I thought uh, the crowd you had was a tough crowd. I'm like, whoa, man. <laughs> Somebody needs to give them a right hook you know in reality. What, <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, Rich. I, I agree. I uh, I tried really hard to kind of get them engaged and get them in because I love, you know, crowd feedback and crowd engagement. And, and they did. I think part of it was the sound setup. They were responding fairly well, but they were a little quiet. I think it's one of those situations, and I, 
and you you can can probably speak to this a little bit as well, but like when you go out of the martial arts school and you do a demonstration, <laughs> you know, you want people to get fired up. But Absolutely. the reality is a lot of times they're they're unsure. They're like, do we clap or do we just stand quietly? Because I'm not sure if this guy might fly off the handles and try to kill somebody. You know what I mean? I, I think there's that kind of unsure mindset. Okay, these are martial arts guys. Is this like golf? Do I stand quietly or can I hoot and holler? And so I tell people when we go out somewhere, hey, Hoot and holler when you see something you like. We want to hear it too. We like that feedback, right? That's awesome. Well, and you know, you, you start off there about putting your uh, your boots, uh, your socks in your boots about teaching respect, and you, know, you come out saying, "There's this uh, guy in this karate uniform, but yet I'm wearing boots." And I thought it was great. And then you're stacking bricks up, which at the end, of course, you you break the bricks. But uh, I, I see your point there because it's like, well, what the heck am I supposed to do here? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Right. That was real good. But the, the part I wanted to uh, have you touch on, the success through perseverance, uh, the breaking story you gave when you were uh, competing in a, uh, a world championship, and you actually broke your arm doing a technique. And you would mentioned now you went to your wife, and you thought she was going to be, hey, you did a great job, honey. I'm very proud of you. Uh, you know, tough break. We'll get them next time. But instead, your wife tells you something about pretty much suck it up, buttercup. You can do anything for eight seconds if you wanted to share that story mm-hmm. with her audience <laughs> absolutely so uh it was 2008 and i had taken two years off from breaking one year i had an injury i severed my achilles tendon and i had to get it repaired so it took a year to recover and the next year i did a show a big show in las vegas but uh so in 2008 i went back i had won the world ultimate breaking championship through the international sport karate association two years in a row in 2004 and five so i was off six off seven i went back in 2008 and uh, uh, there are four divisions. So the ultimate title is like a grand championship of creative breaking, power breaking, combat board breaking, and uh, uh, power kicking. And so I had to uh, – I, I got myself into a position to where I had to win the last division to win the ultimate title again because it was kind of a close race with a couple of the other guys. And in my – second to last division I actually broke my arm I broke the ulna the pinky side bone of my right forearm and uh when I walked off stage I won that division when I walked off stage uh I sat down I was feeling nauseous and my wife kind of sat down next to me and the team was kind of crowded up they're all hyped up we just come off the stage and won a division and and uh I, I looked at my wife and I said you know babe I think I broke broke my arm and she said what do you mean I said well I feel sick to my stomach I only feel this way usually if I break myself, you know, I kind of know my body and she goes, Oh, surely not. No way. So I got in the floor and I tried to hold myself just kind of in a plank push up position. And I couldn't hold the weight of my body. And I said, babe, I can't even hold up my body. And I said, you know, something's broken. And so anyway, I sit down and she kind of leans against me and she's sitting there and she hugs me and she uh, thinking to myself, Oh boy, she's going <laughs> to say she's proud of me. We've won a we've won a title here. Let's go ahead and just go home and call it a night. And she looks at me and she goes, "You know, honey, you can do anything for eight seconds, because the next division was who can break the most boards using both hands and feet in eight seconds." And so I looked at her and I said, "Okay, I guess we're on then." So. Yeah, uh, she's my ultimate accountability partner at the end of the day. She's amazing. Oh, is, is that, I mean, is that freaking awesome or what? Boom! I'm standing up here in the studio, and I'm wanting to break something. As, as I mentioned before you got on the air there, Chip, <laughs> um, uh, just a little caveat here. Uh, this is the master Chip Townsend that uh, worked with me for a couple of days on how to break my first baseball bat using uh, the shin bone. And what an exhilarating, great experience. And you can check that out on my uh, YouTube channel and on our Facebook page as well. Uh, master Chip Townsend is 
one's holding the pad and then holding the bat, and uh, then you kind of see me go wackadoo nuts after I, I did the break. It was just so exhilarating in front of, I don't know, a couple hundred uh, peers there, and we're going live. It was it was just great. But um, And so Master Chip holds the record for breaking four baseball bats uh, with one, uh, one kick, doing a round kick with his shin bone there. So I've got a little work to do to get there, but I was so exhilarated to do the one. Uh, so thank you, sir. That was that was excellent. That's definitely uh, one of my Absolutely. highlights. <laughs> so, hey, uh, man, it's it's easy whenever you have a great student, man. You did a fantastic uh, job. So kudos to you for and and kudos for just biting the bullet and going for it, man. <laughs> it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing. You yeah. did awesome, man. Thank you very, very much. And uh, listeners out there yes, talk sir. about humility. Bang. I mean, you can hear it. Uh, it wow. Now, I want to go back to uh, Master Chip's uh, wife there, who, you know, behind every great man, and I say this all the time, uh, without my wife, Desi, it's it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, number one, that she's put up with me for all these years. We've been married for 20 years now, and all my goof-ups and just being a complete wild child on, on, (laughs) you know, diving into two inches of water without checking the depth first and then realizing, hey, that was only two inches of water, and I wonder I got a concussion. But she's always been there, always being supportive. And uh, Master Chip, I I know your wife uh, very well, which is a beautiful, wonderful person, and just that little thing, honey, you can do anything for eight seconds. She said what, she knows you better than anybody. Uh, She said what you needed to hear at that time, and that just goes to show her belief in you as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you said it, we, we just passed 25 years of marriage and have three beautiful kids and she absolutely knows me better than anybody else. And and you're right, man. She knew what I needed to hear. She knew I would have come home for a year crushed, disappointed if I had not finished and, and done what I needed to do. And she ended up being right. I ended up setting a world record in the next division, uh, for that division by nine boards over the previous record with a broken and it arm. Was, uh, it was a great, <laughs> yeah, and it, yes, sir. And it was a great experience, man. I wouldn't trade it for the world now. And if it hadn't been for her sitting next to me saying that, I probably would have walked away from it. Well, and, and Chip, uh, we're a lot alike, and I talk all the time. The physical pain I can deal with because bumps and bruises and in surgeries that I heal. But that mental pain, that mental pain of knowing that I could have given more, that mental pain of knowing that, you know what, I had something left in the tank. I could have gotten up. Boy, that, that's with you forever. And that's why I try and stress with all it the is. students in the studio. Look, yeah, I don't want anybody getting hurt. But, man, sometimes a few bumps and bruises, that's not the end of the world. But that mental pain. And that's why bullying, you know, the old sticks and stones may break my bones, words will never hurt me, is complete, in my opinion, bull crap. Because the sticks and stones, right. you'll heal from that. Those mental scars, they are there forever. And they're extremely difficult yes. to get rid of, if at all. Because what do they do? They always resurface at the most inopportune times. Absolutely. You know, regret, yes. regret is murder in the long run. When you look back and think, man, I just could have done a little more. So one of the things that I do with my students when I'm training them for competition or training them to perform, even in a testing is I tell them, look guys, I'm training you as if first place is the only place there is no second place. And in reality, in the street, there is no second place. You know, there is no referee. So we train with this mindset, the best of our ability, there is only one place and it's first. And what I tell them is this, if we go to a tournament and you place first, I love you. If you place fifth, I still love you. But here's the deal, what you're going to have to deal with. If you place fifth and you know in your mind you didn't give it your all and you could have trained harder and prepped better, you're going to live with that regret. And I don't want to be responsible for that. So I'm going to push you hard now 
so that we can make sure that we've done checked every box, crossed every T dotted every I to have you prepared. Then when you go and you give it your 110% all and you give it your best performance and you get fifth place, you can go home, number one, feeling good about it. And number two, knowing that it doesn't change the way I feel about you, no matter what place you get. So it's important that we teach, you know, I think our, our students and our kids as early as possible that regret is one of the biggest pains you ever deal with in your life. Yeah, uh, that, that's absolutely excellent. And I think one of uh, both of our mentors, Keisha Kovar, talks about it. Uh, there's two types of discipline um, or two types of pain. I'm sorry, two types of pain. The pain of discipline, which is temporary, or the pain of regret, which is, you know, permanent. It's there forever, knowing I could have done more. Absolutely. And it also touches absolutely. on uh, uh, Zeke Ziegler, which I know we're both big, huge fans of uh, Zeke's material. Uh, did you ever get to see Zeke uh, in person? You know what, Mr. Rich, Texas. I've never, never, I've listened to tons of his stuff. I never had the opportunity to see him in person, no, sir. Yeah, he's from, uh, goodness gracious, he talks about it, Yazoo City. Because <laughs> he always talks about how right. it's a great big city there, Yazoo City. And, uh, of course, he's being silly, talking about, once again, if he can do it from a little no-name town of Yazoo, then anybody can do it, but you have to believe in yourself. But one of his comments that he Absolutely. talks about all the time is uh, used to, he would say, you got to, you know, you know, strain his voice. You got to pay the price for success. He said, now I look back on that and think, no, no, you don't. You reap the benefits of success. You pay the price for regret, for failure, for giving up. You, you, you're rewarded with the benefits of going all out. And I think, man, that is so, so true. Sometimes we think about, oh, you know, I'm paying the price to be successful. I'm paying the price for this and that. No, you're not. You're reaping the benefits. You pay the price for not disciplining yourself, for not working hard, and for uh, uh, not being who you could be, who you could be, who you were born to be, and utilizing your God-given abilities. So, I, I, I man, that just that keeps ringing true because when I was a personal trainer way back in the day, I would always say, "Hey, you got to pay the price to get ripped. You got to pay the price." And now I'm thinking, my gosh, no, no. You're doing right now. <laughs> you're investing in your future. You're paying the price by not doing it. So, great stuff. You know, you know what. You know, what's awesome about that is the fact that you can look back even, you know, 10, 15, 20 years and you realize the mistakes you're making. <laughs> what's cool is, is even at the point you're at in life today, you're still willing to learn and grow, man. That's, that's leadership. That's, that's powerful stuff. That's why you, Rich, are able to make a change and make it, you know, help people make their lives better. You know, so yeah, that's just good stuff, man. Thank you, buddy. Thank you very much. And, you know, uh, I, I share this with our listeners all the time and on most of my uh, blogs and podcasts and uh, 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 video messages and speeches all about, you know, five years ago, I often joke and say I didn't I didn't realize I could read. I guess I could. I got a degree in kinesiology to be a PE teacher. But other than that, I don't I, I, I never read a book. Uh, why? It was simply a choice. Well, in the last five years, I've read over 100 books, listened to thousands upon thousands of hours of audiobooks, attended countless conferences. And by doing those things, and I'm you know, mentioning this to the listenership out there, by doing those things, getting outside my comfort zone, I had an opportunity to obviously meet you and become, you know, real good friends with you, Kaoshi Dave Kovar, uh, um, and so many, uh, Brandon Bleso, so many other wonderful people, Melody Schumann, I could just keep going on and on and on here, <laughs> by getting out there and doing those things, because you don't know what you don't know, and you've got to be willing to have that white belt mindset, as you'd mentioned earlier, and that has nothing to do with martial arts, that's just about living, that white belt mindset is always willing to learn something new 
taking on something like, oh my gosh. And the white belt mindset, as we both know, it's all like when you first walk into something new, the, for the academy or some other challenge that you, you I'm going to do this thing, you've got that everything's brand new to you. In order to keep that, that's success and that's growth moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so powerful. Hey, can I throw a little piece in here? I oh, think please. it's uh, probably fitting for the yeah, I, I just wanted to throw in there one time I was listening to, I was actually, I was a non-traditional student. It, it took me 17 years to, to get a bachelor's degree and I finally got it done and up, I was baby. running a, a, a school and competing and had a wife and family and just kind of kept trickling classes on. But anyway, a speaker came to one of our classes one time and he said something really powerful to me and I'm, I'm a Christian. I have a lot of faith and uh, I, I try to have a lot of faith, you know, and uh, he said something that was really powerful and it goes back to this white belt mindset he said, guys, he said, when you have an ego, you don't grow, you don't learn. Nobody wants to be around you. You know, ego is not good. And he, and he, he said this and it just like, bang, it, it stuck to me like glue. He said, ego is a, an acronym and it means Uh-oh. to eke God out, eke God out. And so I thought to myself, holy cow, man, I felt like he was looking, burning a hole in me as he said that. And so uh, what a great lesson to learn. You know, always have that white belt mindset. Always be willing to learn from anybody. You know, we don't have any idea what people know when we first meet them. And it's pretty amazing if you just put your guard down and let them talk what people can teach you. It's a powerful thing. Yeah. Well, I, I, excellent. Absolutely excellent. you got to be willing to learn. And it's, it's funny. I, I guess it was like two or three weeks ago, one of my video blogs was on ego. What is ego? And I got this from Napoleon Hill a little different. He just said edging got out. So the same same premise, though. Uh, edging got cool. out. Very cool. The, the blog I talked about was my grandmother, who uh, she was my pillar. Boy, was she, was she there. She was constantly uh, throwing proverbs at me every single day. And uh, Richie, she always called me Richie. Richie, are you putting God first? Richie, are you thinking of others? Richie, don't let your pride get too big. Richie, King Solomon said pride comes before the fall. And it, it was really, really difficult for me. And it was just kind of weird that I read this thing from Napoleon Hill a few few weeks ago. And it all kind of all came it's almost like the the student is, or when the student's ready, the master will appear. Well, this quote by Napoleon Hill, ego edging got out, was there. I am forty six years old, and I finally get it. What Grandma was trying to say, because Grandma would tell me, "Watch my pride. Pride becomes for the fall." Or my father uh, was strict, uh, strict, strict. Excuse me, disciplinarian, and I've told listeners about him before. Uh, he was in Vietnam and a wonderful, wonderful man. But we didn't always connect uh, all that well. We've got a better relationship now than we've ever have. Which, Dad, I love you out there. Thanks for everything. I'm sorry I was uh, young and naive and didn't understand the messages there. But anyway, Dad would always say. Uh, Rich, Richie, take pride in your work. Take pride in what you do. Take pride in cutting the grass. Take pride in shoveling that horse poo out of the stall. Take pride in milking that cow. You know, <laughs> all the different things. And I'm like, oh, gosh, well, I want to take pride because I want to do my best to please Dad. But here Grandma's telling me too much pride leads to a fall. And I, it, literally for 40-something years I was confused on that. And then I read that thing uh, from Napoleon Hill that mentioned ego, edging God out. And his point was, if your ego becomes so big that you're so prideful that you're edging God out, that is when the fall happens. But take pride in being the best you can be and becoming your very best and inspiring others and you know utilizing your God-given abilities to be your best. Take pride in that to be your best, but don't let your ego get so high that it becomes so prideful that you edge God out. And I thought that was absolutely amazing. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree. I, I you know, I, I don't want to generalize too much, but it's it's kind of like everything else in our life, moderation. 
You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, a, a moderate amount of pride in what you do just makes you do a better job. If I'm going to mop these floors, man, I want to mop these floors like no one's ever mopped them before. I want people to walk in and go, wow, these are nice floors. There's nothing wrong with that. That's pride. Yep. But the moment that I look at these floors and I go, I can mop these floors better than anybody else, things just changed. Wow. My ego just started getting in the way. So that's uh, that's powerful stuff. You know, it makes me think of uh, – uh, it makes me think of, uh, uh, oh my goodness, Martin Luther King's quote, you know, if you're going to be a street sweeper, sweep the streets as if you're street, sweeping the streets of heaven. You know what I mean? Do it do it with pride and do it in a way that you would not only be proud, but God would be proud. Because at the end of the day, who's our father? God is. And who do we want to please? I think God, you know. 100% wholeheartedly agree. And it's, it's that little thing about everything you do, do the best of your abilities. Uh, and and uh, Jim Rome always talks about that when too many people say, well, I'm not doing that for him. I'm not doing that for her. No, no, no. You're doing it for yourself. Become the best person you can be. And if you have to ask the question, why should I do it? Then ask the secondary question, why not? You know, if you see something on the floor, pick it up. It's not going to hurt you. That's just taking, you know, that little extra pride in yourself to be your best, to set a good example. And we started our uh, podcast off with a quote from uh, the uh, the Daily Lion, which I get from, uh, and listeners, you hear me talk about this all the time, become the lion. Oh, my gosh, these guys rock the house with it. And it was all about um, be the example for your son, knowing that that's the example he's going to set for his son. So do the very best you can at everything you do. Well, wow, Chip, we've been going at it for uh, quite some time now. Producer John's given me the uh, it's about time to wrap things up here. So I, I've got several more things on here. So it looks like we'll just have to have another podcast with uh, Master uh, Chip on here, if that's okay with you in the near future. Absolutely, Mr. Rich. I would be honored to be back on. I've had a blast. It's been a complete honor to be on the show with you, my friend. Well, thank you so very much. Uh, listeners out there, you know where you can find us here. Uh, lineupmedia.fm, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast from. Please pass it on to others because, you know, our goal, all working together collectively here, is to help everyone live their best kick in life, their best possible life. And that starts with uh, all of us doing our part to spread the message, spread the word about positive mental attitude and everything we truly believe in here. Uh, Master Chip, we've got so much more to talk about, so I look look forward to having you on a future podcast. Uh, one more time, tell the viewers where they can find you at, and then also give a little plug for your Break Like a Champion, or break, yeah, break Like a Champ. Absolutely, Mr. Rich. Thank you. Uh, the best way to reach me is facebook.com slash the Chip Townsend, or you can just search Chip Townsend on YouTube, or I'm sorry, Facebook, and uh, find me there, and uh, go like my page. And if you're interested in martial arts and martial arts breaking, kind of a niche area is breaking, breaking boards, bricks, and so on, you can go breaklikeachamp.com and check out some cool breaking and learn more about it. Absolutely awesome. Well, Chip, thank you so very much for taking time to be with us today. I know our listenership is just, oh my gosh, I'm sure overwhelmed with not only excitement, but knowledge and joy and passion for, for you spending time with us. So thank you very much, sir. Likewise, brother. I appreciate you more than you know. And again, honored to be on the show and anything I can ever do for you, please let me know. I'm happy to do it. You got it, buddy. All right, listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in to another exciting episode of the Kickin' Life podcast. Like I said, you know where to find us. Please share with others to help us continue our mission of making our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. Until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. 
Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.